Coffee Talk includes real talk that may not vibe with some listener preferences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, glad you could join us on Coffee Talk. I'm Jessie. And I'm Kat. We're two friends that could not be more different. Besides our love for multiple beverages and melodramatic TV shows. We drink coffee, talk about coffee, catch up with you all, and have a real good coffee talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode seven. No, I'm going to start over. I don't like that. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everyone. It's Kat. No, I don't like that either. (laughs) You're overthinking this, Kat. (laughs) I know. I just say the same damn thing every intro and every outro, and I thought I would spice it up, but you know what? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Talk. This is episode seven. We're so excited to join you today. That that doesn't even sound right. No, no, it doesn't. Okay. You're overthinking it. Just say hi to your friends. That's what this this whole podcast is supposed to be. I don't have social skills anymore, Jess. I know. I've been quarantined too long. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee Talk. We're so excited that you're here. This is episode seven, and it's kind of a special episode because it is our Christmas episode. So first off, I want to give you all a little bit of an update as we usually do. We have some new holiday-themed merchandise up on our website, so check out the shop tab on our website, and it's just coffeetalkpod.com. Also, I want to give a little explanation to what we're going to do for this episode since it is a special episode. Very similar to how we did the special Halloween episode because Halloween is Jessie's favorite holiday and also pretty much the only holiday she actually celebrates. Well, in turn, Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year, so we're doing a special holiday episode for it. We're going to do a little bit of an introduction that Jessie's going to do talking about all of the holidays that are celebrated in December, not just Christmas, so we'll have a fun introduction with that. And then we're going to play some games. So on the second half of the episode, we're going to do Name That Carol and then some adult Christmas Mad Libs. (laughs) Try not to get too, too dirty with that. And then we're going to end up with uh, Would You Rather Christmas Edition. So without further ado, let's get started. What are you drinking for this episode, Jess? Oh, I was about to start. Sorry. (laughs) I am drinking juice. That's nice. Yeah. What kind of juice? It's, I don't know. It's like a a mixed berry and I think it has like some vegetables in it too, but it's like a purple juice that Kat's mom used to get me every time I would come over. She'd be like, you want some of your juice? And I (laughs) get all excited. And yeah, so now I buy it for myself because I'm a big kid. I love that juice. Honestly, you're making me crave some. I need to, I think I need to go get more. Yeah, do it. What are you uh, drinking though? I'm just having some plain coffee right now. I popped a donut shop <laughs> Keurig pod or K-cup. Why did I say Keurig pod? That's that's. Super I mean, weird. that's true. Like, that's what it is. A pod? I think they're called K-cups. They are called K-cups, but they are pods. Like, they're pods oh. of, of coffee grounds. <laughs> well, and I feel less weird. Anyways, I got... <laughs> it's just medium roast. It's super plain. And honestly, it's giving me some uh, diner or like 
like Denny's or IHOP type coffee vibes right now. It's really not that great. (laughs) So I kind of wanted to ask Jess, do you have any recommendations for just plain black coffee that comes in uh, K-cups that won't break the bank? Because Starbucks tastes really good, but I don't want to pay $20 for K-cups. I mean, anything other than donut shop is a good start. Uh, But I'm trying to remember. I used to get it's something mountain, and it's got a green... I know what you're talking about. Uh, ...box. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, how have you been? <laughs> well, honestly, Jess, I'm experiencing a really weird lull in my life right now. I'm definitely not used to things being this slow. Um, I am pretty much done with all of my school responsibilities for the semester and I was literally only in two classes anyways, so it wasn't like I had a crazy busy semester. But on top of that, the few extracurriculars that I still have leadership positions in are all wound down for the year, um, so I don't have anything with that. I can't really go do my equine internship right now because the weather's been a little bit unpredictable and they haven't been seeing as many people in their shops. So it's just been a lot of home calls, home visits. And then besides that, I am waiting to uh, start a job. And so it's just kind of this weird lull where I don't really have a lot of responsibilities. And so I've been relaxing a lot and, you know, sleeping in in the mornings until 10, stuff like that. And I can't even think about the last time that I was able to do that for a consistent period of time. And I just feel kind of guilty about it, honestly. It's like when I spend too much time relaxing, I kind of start to get anxious and I'm like, I feel like I should be doing something. And it freaks me out. And I hate that I feel guilty about relaxing. I don't know. No, I totally know exactly what you mean. I have actually made myself like sick from just anxiety associated with having nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's been this whole, I was telling Badger earlier today, I'm like, this whole year has just been an exercise for Jesse on how to deal with the unpredictability and of month to month, of living month to month. Right. Instead of because I always know how my year is gonna go, and right. that's been my entire life. Like my entire life, I always knew how the year was gonna go. So, you know, in the scheme of things, I'm within my budget. I'm fine. I'm just not used to being restricted. It's fine. Um, but also, Callie, my cat, is getting used to Badger's dog, and it's awesome. She will. She actually of her own volition hopped onto his new couch Hmm. when the dog was also on the couch. And she knew the dog was on the couch. Look at them. hung out on the couch. I think they're getting better at it. Callie just needs to be a nicer cat and be less like me. Let's take less after her mom. Yeah, that's basically it. I I have a tendency to attract animals that are similar to me. Except for Roscoe, my dog. I was going to say, he, Roscoe? What? Well, Roscoe's anxious like me and has health problems like me. 
and it's a little bit of a of a non-social animal like me but he also loves attention from people he wants all the love and if you look at him too long and don't spread the love he will bark at you so so in that way we're different because i definitely don't want your love (laughs) sorry i need to drink my juice (laughs) drink your juice shelby i love that movie i hate that movie why is it because it's sad yes i know you made me watch it at your house at a sleepover once and you fell asleep before the end of it and i cried myself to sleep watching it (laughs) that is so funny that's like the definition of our friendship (laughs) (laughs) really i go over to some you know we go over to each other's houses jesse convinces me to watch this really sad movie but then falls asleep so then i'm alone watching the tragic ending and i just cry myself to sleep (laughs) if if you aren't familiar with the with the quote, um, drink your juice, Shelby. It's from the movie Steel Magnolias. It's like an Don't American classic. Don't watch it. It's trash. No, watch it. It's an American classic. It's got Julia Roberts in it. It is so good. You will but cry. It, <laughs> anyways, um, since we're talking about, uh, you know, the arts, what what music have you been listening to, even though I know the answer? That was a really just genius transition there. You're so great. <laughs> You're so good at that. Sorry. <laughs> um christmas music if you couldn't already figure that out uh, i have a playlist with all of my favorite songs on it that i've been listening to quite a bit lately a lot of the songs that i like are traditional and very classic christmas but i also really like some more niche types of songs did i say that word right niche i say niche some people say niche i don't i think niche is correct okay well anyways They're kind of niche and they're more like Christmas rock and roll, if that makes sense, because I like to be hyped up sometimes when I'm listening to Christmas music if I'm doing a chore or something like that. So anyways, I wanted to give a plug to a few of my favorites because some of these you might not have ever heard before and now you're going to be like, wow, I have more Christmas music to listen to. So the first one is Christmas Time Again by the band Extreme. Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty, and this one's a little more well-known, but I still really like it. Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. So yeah, those are the ones that aren't as classic as some of the carols, but I love nonetheless. And I also, (laughs) this is really random, but I've also been listening to G-Eazy a lot more than I usually do, and I've always liked him as an artist. Never been, you know, a huge, huge fan, but I liked his music, and a lot of times I like working out to his music because the beat's good and it's kind of high energy, and um, it's got me reminiscing on the time that I saw him in concert a few years ago in Dallas. It was such an incredibly fun little road trip, and... I ended up getting the set list for that concert afterwards, which was insane luck. And uh, I just, I I miss concerts so, so much. We're supposed to be hyped. Why do we keep going back to (laughs) Okay, fine. I, I love concerts. It's like a personality trait of mine, I swear. And I went to this, this concert to see g Easy live and it was a blast. And I would definitely recommend if you're looking for something that isn't his typical sound to give his song 1942 a try. I definitely like to listen to that when I'm pre-gaming or trying to get hyped up or 
be excited for something. So I would give that a shot if you don't like GEZ slash don't listen to him much. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think about if I I'm sure I know the song. I just can't think of it from that title. Um, but yeah, I also saw him in concert. I saw him um, at the Logic concert. Oh, yeah. I thought Logic was good live. He he was. He was super good. A really good lyricist. Uh, and Jeezy mm-hmm. was a, a great compliment to that. So yeah, I bet that was a really good concert. One of Jeezy's most famous tracks. I think this would be a kind of a funny time to share this story. One of Jeezy's most famous tracks is Me, Myself, and I, and the vocals on that song are B.B. Wrexham, who was really new to the music scene when she did that collab with Jeezy, but then kind of from that started getting her stride and putting out a lot of more popular songs. And so about two years ago, my sophomore year at my university, I was put in charge of this event called Springfest which was basically like the spring semester version of Homecoming. And uh, it was like this huge annual event. We had the largest budget of any event in school. And basically, it was my job, since I was in charge of it, to pick the band that we were going to feature for this annual um, concert. And so I decided to bring in BB Rexa. And then... We were like a month out from our show and I want to just kind of give this background that this was a nine month planning process. Like I got the job in March or April of my freshman year. It was given to me after an interview and then I started planning for it the summer before and planned all the way until we had the show and Springfest week in April. And even though I had a team and everything, it was an insane amount of work because not only did we have the concert, but we also had activities throughout the whole week. So it was a major job and it was a really big deal, obviously. And it's also a secret who the band is going to be. So we finally announced that it's BB Rexa. And then like a month before the show, she drops out of the concert. And (laughs) even though we were on contract, even though we had paid like part of it for the booking and everything, she dropped out. And it was so she could attend the Country Music Awards, which happened to, I guess, be on like the same night or something like that. And obviously that was really devastating because then we were out of main act. We still had two other bands um, signed up and it was Small Pools and Knox Hamilton. Knox Hamilton is kind of like a local band in Oklahoma that everyone loves. And Small Pools is like alternative indie pop kind of band. And I personally love them. So that was exciting. But we were a month out from the show and I had to redo everything that I had been doing for the past nine months of planning. Graphics, posters, ticket sales, radio ads, ads on Snapchat, ads everywhere. Had to redo everything. And it was a literal nightmare. One of the (laughs) worst experiences of my life. But we got desperate and we ended up hiring Lil Xan. Yes, You heard that right. Our headliner was Lil Xan and his request for what he wanted in his dressing room was gallons and gallons of bags of Skittles. I'm not making this up, people. And one of the things that we do with the artists when they come to campus is give them a tour with our uh, head of student activities. So Lil Xan is on a golf cart driving around my campus 
throwing Skittles everywhere. Oh my god. With the head of student activities. <laughs> I saw it on someone's Snapchat and I was like, this is not my life. When, when he per- when he performed, did he throw Skittles at the crowd? Oh, yes. Yes, I caught a few actually. That's why he wanted the bags. He wanted to throw Skittles. Well, the thing was, too, is that for those unfamiliar with Lil Xan, he had this really one big hit that went wild. Actually, it was the semester that we booked him. So it was great because we ended up getting a lot of tickets were basically free to students. That was like the whole appeal to Springfest. But also we would allow tickets to be bought by people in the area for like a price. And um, that was also how we would fund things. And so we ended up getting a pretty huge crowd from just the area because he hadn't really been touring much and he had had this really big hit recently. And his line in the song that was so famous, you know, that one line that everyone just screams out, whether you hear it in a bar or whatever, because it's so iconic, is uh, her her cat i'll just leave it at that tastes like skittles and you can really taste the rainbow (laughs) so it kind of became this iconic line that was associated with him and yeah there were skittles everywhere it was it was insane and one of the perks of leading the event and stuff is that you get to meet the bands that you bring in like a one-on-one session and so i met him and that was also one of the weirdest encounters of my entire life. That yeah. sounds like so much fun. Like, that sounds way better than BB Rexa. <laughs> I honestly think it ended up working out for the best because then, like, a year and a half later or whatever, and it was a really, really big deal when she canceled. It was the the talk of my campus. Like, my campus isn't really small, but it's not big by any means it's definitely the definition of a middle-sized school but everyone tended to read student association updates and care about spring fest and so when the school newspaper was like publishing this stuff i had to write this like press release and share it on my facebook and all this other stuff and then this slam article came out actually fun fact about me so i can now go down by saying that i had a slam piece written about me And the slam piece generated all of this, like, media attention. I felt like a freaking celebrity. I was walking around campus and people would be like, oh, my God, look, like, that's that's Catherine or whatever. And I'm not even joking. I had people running up to me like, did you see that article? Like, what what is your response? It was insane. It was insane. So I was I was a local celebrity for a little bit there. Anyways, music that you're hooked on. I was listening to the soundtrack of one of my top movies, How I Live Now. Another super sad movie, which is so good. You should definitely watch it. It has uh, Cersei Ronan. Is that how you say her name? In the soundtrack, uh, there's a super good uh, rock song called Do It With a Rockstar by Amanda Palmer. And I was just trying to get hyped before the episode. So (laughs) yeah, it was just really good. Now that we've talked your ear off about music and I've shared a very interesting story. Oh, oh, wait, wait. One last thing to end that story. So after the whole BB Rexa thing, not only did a lot of attention surround me, but a lot of attention surrounded her and people were obviously rightfully 
pissed, just like I was, that she backed out. And um, so basically she came to the area a couple years, about a year and a half later, because she was opening for the Jonas Brothers when they went on tour. And so she performed and obviously like a lot of my university students went to this concert and it was a packed house in this huge um, event center. And I not only saw it, but got so many texts from people or people posted on their social media, like, get out of here, BB Rexa, because she said something at the beginning, like, this is my first time in blank Oklahoma. And all these people were like booing and they were like, well, it shouldn't have been your first time and all this stuff. And it it was hilarious that a year and a half later, people still had beef, but it ended up being honestly a pretty poor performance so a lot of lip syncing and a lot of just dancing but not performing if that makes sense and it was kind of a letdown so maybe everything happened for a reason yeah I mean I don't know I like Lil Xan so and I don't like BB Rex that much so I'm I mean I'm in favor yeah I still turn her music off as a personal middle finger to the whole process if she ever comes on I'm not going to give her my streams (laughs) All right, all right. So we're going to do a holiday episode. Christmas, yay. Jessie hates it. I love it. It's all fun and well, and I'm going to trudge her through some really interesting Christmas games. But before we get to that, Jess is going to give a little bit of a rundown of other holidays that are celebrated in December because I want to hear about it. Everyone should hear about it. And Jess, you got it. Obviously, I try to be a big fat nerd before we get started and give you all the stats and definitions, so I wanted to give you all the holidays celebrated in December, besides Christmas and Hanukkah, because we need to be cultured. Mm -hmm. I got most of this stuff from worldstrides.com. It's a blog. St. Nicholas Day. Uh, It's celebrated on December 6th, and it is uh, honoring the birth of St. Nicholas, commonly known as Santa Claus. uh, Santa Santa Claus. Claus. Not Santa Claus, it's Santa Santa Claus. And there's like a bunch of lore about uh, him leaving gifts or gold uh, in children's shoes um, around the December months. And yeah, it was also just based off of a bunch of pagan lore and traditions that the Christians stole. The next one is Christmas, celebrated on December 25th uh, for the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and Christian teaching. Anyone who is well-versed in Christian teaching actually understands that December 25th is not the birth of Jesus Christ in in the historical sense. Um, He was actually likely born sometime in, I believe, June or July. The whole December 25th thing is again just an appropriation from pagan tradition and pagan lore, um, which you'll actually notice when I talk about uh, the pagan holidays um, that are celebrated in December. So next one is Hanukkah. Hanukkah is an eight-day Jewish celebration that commemorates the rededication of the second temple in Jerusalem following the Maccabean revolt. Really hope I said that right. Maccabean? That sounds... Maccabean. Maccabean? No, that yeah. seems dumb. Maccabean. <laughs> Revolt. Okay. Even though there was only enough untainted oil to keep the menorah's candles burning for a single day, the flames continued to burn for eight nights. That That's like the, the story behind the eight-day celebration and why they do the... Um, 
traditional lighting of the candles per day during that eight-day celebration. That's the one thing I really missed about public school once I started going to Catholic school is we had this thing every year in public school around when Hanukkah would come up that some of the parents in the school that were Jewish would come in and they would bake homemade latkes like right in front of us so we could see what they were which are potato pancakes and then we would play spin the dreidel and we would sing like Jewish songs and we would basically just have this whole day like a like a Hanukkah party is basically what it was and then we also had a Christmas party too and I really missed that that was so cool yeah that sounds really fun and I think uh like the latkes and like a couple other traditional Hanukkah foods uh are focus on the cooking of food in oil as part of that uh, reference to the untainted oil that kept burning for eight days. That is really cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So the next one is uh, Kwanzaa. Uh, so I'm uh, obviously I'm trying to start with like the, the first couple ones that we all know about and just give you a little bit more information about it. But Kwanzaa was created by Dr. Milana Karanga, in 1966 after the Watts riots in Los Angeles. I'm not going to go into that. He uh, combined aspects of several different African first fruit or harvest celebrations to form the basis of Kwanzaa. Uh, And the name Kwanzaa comes from the phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits in Swahili. So on each of the seven nights, so it's like a, you know, Hanukkah is eight days and Kwanzaa is seven nights. On each of the seven nights, families gather and a child lights one of the candles on the kinara. Then uh, the values of the African cultures or uh, one of the seven principles is discussed as part of the celebration. And on the, I think it's the last night, an African feast called the Karamu is held on December 31st. This might be kind of a Dumb question, and I hope it's not, and I don't even know if you can answer this, but I've always wondered, is Kwanzaa, like, religion-based or culture-based? Because I don't know very many people that celebrate it, so I've always wondered what dictates a family to celebrate Kwanzaa. So Kwanzaa was, in my understanding, and of course I'm not part of the African-American culture or heritage, so I'm not someone to look for as a reference, but uh, Kwanzaa is part of a effort during the late 60s and 70s to re- for the African-American community to reconnect to their heritage. Okay. And then Boxing Day. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Boxing Day and not really known what it meant, except they thought of British people maybe. <laughs> But it takes place on December 26th, the day after uh, Christmas for some people. And it originated in the United Kingdom during the Middle Ages as a day when the collection boxes for the poor, usually kept in churches, uh, were opened and distributed amongst the people. Um, So uh, a lot of Catholic churches and I think other Christian communities also do similar collection boxes still. So it's kind of like that. Um, And then also the servants were traditionally given the day off to celebrate their Christmas with their families on December 26th since they were stuck serving on the actual Christmas day. So it's a little bit, I don't know. 
I'm not sure how I feel about Boxing Day. I'm sure it comes from a good place. Like, it's supposed to be for the poor. But also, they wouldn't have had to be poor if and had to be away from their families on Christmas if, like, the rich people hadn't been crappy. So, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox. Ha! Huh, get it? Box? Ha <laughs> ha! You're hilarious. Boxing Day is now celebrated in not only the UK, but Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and some other countries. So Ireland refers to the holiday as St. Stephen's Day, and they have their own tradition. I mean, it's called hunting the wren, but there's actually no wren that they're hunting. It's just they fasten like a fake wren to a pole and parade it through town. What is a wren? (laughs) I don't really know. I think it's an animal. I'm going to look it up. Okay. You look that up while I talk about the Bahamas. So the Bahamas celebrates Boxing Day uh, with a street parade and festival called Junkanu. The solstice is the point in the year when the earth is most inclined away from the sun. And uh, that's what pagans and Wiccans are celebrating during Yule on the 21st, as well as honoring the winter-born king symbolized by the rebirth of the sun. So I don't know if you, like, see the connection there, like, the birth of the son of God or the winter-born king. You see what I'm saying? That is really cool. Yeah. I thought it was Also, fun fact, a wren fi- figured it out. It's a bird. It's a very small bird, too, which I feel kind of bad now that it's been hunted i don't know how they could hunt a wren maybe i don't know in different times they were larger but at least the wren that i saw when i googled it only has a little wingspan of like 11 inches so it's a tiny little guy well at least the article that i read they fasten a fake wren to a pole and parade it through town so it's only pretending to kill the wren you know i'd like to put a fake bird on a pole and parade it through my area that actually sounds like fun You can, you know, just go find a rubber chicken, parade it around town, (laughs) see what happens. I think uh, the campus police would get called on me and they'd escort me somewhere. (laughs) Yes, probably. Uh, I might do a couple wellness checks at your apartment. (laughs) It's finals time. No one can judge. Right. Okay, I'm almost done. Zara Thost Diso. Hope I didn't mess that up. A reference to the death of Prophet Zarathustra, a uh, prophet for Zoroastrians who actually founded Zoroastrianism. And it's celebrated on December 26th as well, uh, which is one of the world's oldest monotheistic religions, Zoroastrianism. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I I know we don't hear about them much, but I uh, know the name. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this one is probably the one that we're pretty familiar with, even if we don't know the name of it, but it's Japan's New Year's Eve. Uh, Omi, or Omisoka. Consider it the second most important day in Japanese tradition, uh, when the final day of the old year is happening, and then the eve of New Year's Day, which New Year's Day is the most important day of the year for Japan's uh, traditions. So I don't know if you've heard about this, but I heard about this growing up where families traditionally would gather for one last time in the old year at night. And I don't know if it was around midnight. I think some people might do it on midnight, around midnight, but uh, traditionally at night. And they would have a bowl of 
Toshikoshi Soba or Toshikoshi Udon. Uh, and it was based on eating the long noodles to cross over from one year to the next. I love New Year's Eve. I think it's super fun. I want to love New Year's Eve so badly. I have unfortunately had very poor, poor experiences on New Year's Eve and every hey, year. You New Year's Eve with me. You know, when I was growing up, New Year's Eve wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I usually spent it with my dad. And honestly, maybe that's why it's been so shitty for me every year. Whoa, psychological breakthrough. That totally makes sense because I used to always spend like Christmas Eve with my dad. But New Year's Eve to New Year's was always a holiday I spent with my dad growing up. And then after he passed away, I was in high school and that was kind of the time of year when people started being like, oh, you know, let's have parties on New Year's Eve and, you know, kiss someone on when the clock strikes midnight, all that kind of stuff. And so I got sucked into this feeling that I had to always, you know, go to a party or find something. And Jesse knows this because we went to the same high school, but we lived in such a privileged area that it was almost impossible to host a party because the cops would get called by neighbors so freaking fast. So things would get busted by 10.30 p.m. People never wanted to take the risk because then obviously they could get MIPs or they could get in trouble with their parents. Like it never worked out. So parties were usually very few and far between for my high school. And it usually was more like people just got together in smaller groups and hung out in someone's basement. So New Year's Eve always usually ended with running from the cops, um, never making it to actually midnight because parents would either bust it or cops would bust it. And I had a few really horrible New Year's Eves in particular. And then when I got to college, things started to kind of be better because I stopped feeling like I had to try so hard, you know, to make New Year's Eve special. And I started spending it more with like my family or close friends, just a chill celebration. And then last year, I was so excited for New Year's. And honestly, the way my 2020 started is pretty indicative of how 2020 went. We had all these grand plans, like Goldie was in town and I was going to spend it with my mom too. And those are the people I care about. It was going to be great. And we were going to go start with one dinner with some of our family friends. And we were going to have lobster and this just amazing seafood platter, basically, that they were all making from scratch. They were these amazing cooks. And then we were going to go out to a separate dinner at this really nice steakhouse with more family friends. And these family friends, I had grown up with their children, and it was a tradition to meet up on New Year's Eve for like a dinner. So then we were going to go from there to Goldie and I were going to go to some bars. And it was going to be my first year actually going to a bar on New Year's Eve because I was finally like 21 and everything. And Jesse and I, actually, Jesse, we did spend a New Year's Eve together. Yeah, you were my New Year's kiss. <laughs> yeah. That was the one good that was one good New Year's Eve that I've had. It was like one of the best New Year's Eves I've ever had. It was good. I, I take that back. That was a good New Year's Eve. But anyway, so that was like our beautiful plan. It was gonna be so perfect and we were gonna go to this really high-end bar and do all the like fancy cocktail stuff. And I was gonna ring in like my one of my first New Year's with a boyfriend where I didn't feel pressured to like, I don't know, kiss a stranger to bar or whatever. And so then um, 
like right before around three or something like that, Goldie had been having really severe stomach pains all day. So we had to drive around the whole area of my town and visit every urgent care we possibly could because he was like double over in pain. And for some reason, New Year's Eve, everyone was injured. Every single urgent care in the entire metropolitan area had four or five hour long waits because of how many patients were in line. So eventually he was in so much pain, we caved and went to one of those like local emergency rooms where it's not quite an emergency room attached to a hospital, but it's kind of like they can diagnose you and do tests and stuff. And then if it's really serious, they'll like transfer you to a bigger hospital. Oh, So it's called a community hospital. But anyways, we had to take him to the hospital. And then when he finally got out, like they could not diagnose him with anything. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. So it was like a waste basically of like $1,500. So that was super fun. And then after that, we got home with barely enough time to get ourselves ready for our first dinner. And we were already running really, really late. And then I realized with sheer terror that our dog Ranger had swallowed one of my tampons. Ew. And Ew. just oh, to give. Hold on. I need to absorb that. Ew. Ew. Oh, gross. Okay. Okay. I'm good now. He had gotten into the trash and this was not something that was ever a problem. So it was so random. And he like, and it took me a while to figure out what had happened because I was like, where did it go? And then I saw this like trail, you know, I'm, I'm not going to gross you out. Anyways, long story short, my dog swallowed it and he is a little tiny 11 pound wiener dog. And as a pre-vet, I know that is a huge no-no because tampons, they absorb liquid and then they get bigger. So in a dog, it can literally and will cause intestinal blockage. And if it moves too far into their intestinal tract to be digested, they will literally die from the blockage or will need very, very expensive surgery to correct it and get it out. So I knew we had a very limited hour of time before it started being digested that it was going to stay in his stomach. And it's also even dangerous in the stomach. So we had about an hour to get this thing out before it moved further into his intestinal tract. So we had to rush him to the emergency vet where they induced vomiting and like monitored him and everything. And it was a very traumatic experience. And we finally got him back. He was fine. He was so young. He kind of like threw it up all in one piece and was fine half an hour later after he the med started wearing off. But then we couldn't leave him and it was like 11 p.m. So we go back to my house. We're all starving. We've missed both of our dinners and can't go anywhere else because it's 1130 at this point. It's about to be midnight. So I start like crying and then Goldie like jumps into action runs to a 24-hour store, picks us up some frozen pizza and crappy champagne. And so we rang in the new year in my living room with Ranger still pretty nauseous, throwing up uh, cheap champagne and frozen pizza instead of a lobster steak dinner. Man. So yeah, that really kind of did set the tone for 2020, didn't it? Oh, jeez. I mean, yes. Yes, you couldn't have started it off more accurately. Yeah, so, anyways. I mean, like, the only more accurate thing you could have possibly done is, like, shot yourself in the foot. (laughs) The end-all be-all is that at least I did ring in the new year with my boyfriend that I love very much, my dog, who is going to be fine, and my mom. 
So, and my cat, too. So it was fine. Nice. Anyways, all right. Christmas spirit. Yay! Jesse, are you so excited for this? No, let's go. Okay. Love, love the attitude. We're going to start with Name That Carol. So for this game, since Jesse is the one that I would consider a little less excited about the holiday season and may not, I don't know, know as many carols, I'm going to be giving her a clue to a song and then she needs to try and guess what it is. So, oh, member of the round table with missing areas. <laughs> okay. Oh, member of the round table with missing areas. This one's even hard for me. Oh, member of the round table. I feel like that's like a knight. You, yes, close. A knight. Or uh What song has knight in the title? Oh, Holy Night? Yes! Oh, shit! Holy Missing Areas. Remember yeah. the Round Table Night? Yes! Man, that was good! I did a good job! Very proud of you. Okay, next one. Boulder of the Tinkling Metal Spheres. <laughs> Boulder of the Tinkling Metal Spheres. Jingle Bell Rock. Yes! Boom! I am good at this game! You are. Okay, okay, okay. Decorate the entryways. Deck the halls. Yes, that's kind of an easy one. Yeah. This one's kind of funny. Far off in a hay bin. Oh, what? Away in a manger. Yes! I was going to say, you got to know that. That's such a classic Catholic thing to make choirs sing. Yeah, I, I just like forgot the word manger, so I had to think about it. <laughs> this is another typical, this is more like I would associate with the Christian faith, not necessarily Catholic, but leave and broadcast from an elevation. Go and tell it on the mountain? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just funny. Jubilation to the entire terrestrial globe. <laughs> Joy to the world. Yes. Uh, oh, small Israel urban center. <laughs> oh. Think of like a popular town in Israel. Jerusalem? Close. Where Jesus Bethlehem. was born. Yes. Oh, little Bethlehem. Or, but, but I, shit, I don't remember the song or the oh, title. Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. I got the little Bethlehem, or oh, little Bethlehem. Yes, yes, close enough. We are Kong, Lear, and Nat Cole. We're jazz no. artists. Um, this one's clever. We three kings? Yes, because think about it. King Kong, King Lear, and, and King Nat, Nat Cole. Cole. Not no, it's Nat King Cole. Cole. I know. I don't know why I said King Nat Cole. Nat I King have Cole. a vinyl album of his. It's really good. I love his velvety smooth voice. Yeah. Okay. The lad is a diminutive percussionist. Uh, little drummer boy. Yeah. Uh, rose-colored, uncouth Dolph is aware of the nature of precipitation, darling. Red-nosed reindeer. Yeah. May the deity bestow an absence of fatigue to mild male humans. <sighs> Can you say this again? <laughs> <laughs> May the deity bestow an absence of fatigue to mild male humans. What's an absence of fatigue? Excitement. No. 
I don't know. I I I I don't have this one. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Oh, I hate that one. That's why I don't remember it. That's uh, like the worst one of all. Okay. Um, just to give credit where credit is due, I got that lovely sheet of Name the Carols from Live Laugh Row, R-O-W-E dot com. So yeah, just to give credit. So next thing that we're going to do is adult Christmas Mad Libs. So we decided to find a Mad Lib that was just a harmless family Christmas Mad Lib. But Jess and I are going to see where if we put dirty words into it, how truly awful we can make it. For those unfamiliar with Mad Libs like myself, (laughs) basically it's a little story with a bunch of blanks uh, throughout it. So you go around and ask for an adjective, a noun, verb, etc. without any context of the story and fill in the blanks. Then once all the random words are collected, you read the story aloud uh, to see how ridiculous it is <laughs> with the words, random words that you had without context. So uh, I'm going to get the random words from Kat and myself, and then I will read the full story out loud at the end. Okay, let's get started. Okay, Kat, give me an adjective. Uh, sexually. Jeez, starting off hot. <laughs> okay, I need a noun. Um, skittle. Okay, I need a relative, Kat. Daddy. Oh, okay, and then I need another noun for myself. Um, muffin. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, now I need a verb from you. Winked. Hey, noun again. Man, I get all the nouns. <laughs> Couch. And then I need a noun from you this time. There's some really dirty things running through my head. I need to chill out a little bit. Where are you right now? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how to make this the worst possible thing you've ever heard in your life. And it's getting really <laughs> bad it, up, in, up in the brain. <laughs> See, I'm like sorting through like PG-13 versus rated R. Just pick one. Mistletoe. Mistletoe. Okay, and this time I need an adjective. Wet. (laughs) And then this time you get to choose the adjective. It's about hot. Hot. All right. We have wet and hot. (laughs) Okay, now it's my turn to pick a person. Emma Watson. What? Okay, now you choose an animal. How about a donkey, but put it as an ass? I love donkeys. They're so cute. Did you know that they'll make their like little noises when they're excited? Aww. And they can get attached to people. It's very cute. That's very cute. A location. Strip club? What is wrong with you? <laughs> we are re- pr- respectable people. It is but a it's a dirty club. adult Mad Libs. Yes, but okay, we go to burlesque clubs okay not strip clubs we want the art okay uh adjective erotic (laughs) we gotta be more creative (laughs) i'll leave it whatever okay holiday black friday that's nice it's the worst holiday of the year uh and then another adjective cat annoying annoying yeah feel like you're being passive-aggressive. No, no, no. (laughs) I was just thinking of something that's so opposite of what we're doing just to throw things off. I think we are being annoying. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, okay, I need a noun for myself. Um, uh, chair. Okay, now you choose a noun. Or whip. Do a whip. Okay. Can I choose nene for the next? No, that's a that's a verb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious. Why are you not <laughs> <laughs> laughing? <laughs> Robe. That's nice. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> okay, I need an adjective. How about chaste? Noun. Pornography. Adjective. Delightful. Again. Delightful. I like it. And holiday for me. President's Day. Because it's a stupid holiday. Alright. Are you ready to read this? Yes. Dear Santa, oh no, this is already starting off not good. I have been a very sexual skittle this year. <laughs> I always help my daddy with chores around the muffin. Oh, it's my job oh, to wink the couch and take out the mistletoe every day. Oh, I really hope that I am on the wet list this year. I have done a lot of hot things, so I think that I deserve it. I even helped Emma Watson feed their ass while they were on vacation in a burlesque club. I'm really jealous. <laughs> I have a few erotic Black Friday wishes this year, and I would love to see an annoying new chair underneath the tree with my name on it. It would make me the happiest whip on the robe. Oh, and if you could put a chaste <laughs> pornography tape inside of my stocking, that would be delightful. <laughs> Merry President's Day. <laughs> Love, cat. <laughs> I love the end. Like that just makes so much. A chase pornography tape. And Merry President's Day. <laughs> uh, that was truly beautiful. I feel like that came from the heart. <laughs> it really did. That's my most dearest letter to santa yet <laughs> okay anyways let's wrap it up with our last activity of this lovely holiday special two not two tooths and a lie um we're gonna play would you rather christmas edition so we'll give credit to buzzfeed for this i thought that these were really hilarious so i'm gonna go first and give the prompt and then we'll both answer so, Jesse, would you rather chug a gallon of eggnog at once or sit on a mall Santa's lap for an hour? The first one. Chug a gallon of eggnog at once. Yeah, I love eggnog. I would probably do that too, even though I detest eggnog. Would you rather have it be true that Christmas trees feel pain and scream when you cut them down? Or... Have it be true that Christmas cookies feel pain and scream when you eat them? I think the trees. Why? I don't know. I, I 
bothers me. The I, I keep picturing like the gingerbread man from Shrek. You're a monster. <laughs> I'm not the monster. You are. Because I, I could get along with a fake tree. I do get along with a fake tree. So let's chop down less trees. Yeah, save the planet too. I don't know. Like when you make that last point, like save the trees. Like, yeah, I totally agree. But in my mind, like I've always had a fake tree. I've never had a real tree because we're all allergic to pine. Oh, not Yeah. Sorry. Like either one for me. I don't care. Like I, I don't really eat Christmas cookies anymore. Next one. Would you rather never receive another gift from anyone ever again? Or be forced to give everyone in your family a sex toy as a gift. Not to sound depressing, but I kind of depend on some of the gifts that people give me right. on the holidays. For like, like one of the gifts I just received was a new desk chair, so that I'm more comfortable at home while I work. So, and you know what? Everyone needs a little something, something. So I'd be <laughs> fine just giving everyone in my family a sex toy. I'm not going to lie, I totally agree with you, because not only do I rely on gifts usually to get things that I wouldn't otherwise be able to pay for, but, and I don't even really care about getting gifts, I love giving gifts, but I think that it would be really hard for me after several, several years to never, ever get a gift. I'd be kind of sad, because I love opening them. It's fun. Mm. Would you rather grow a permanent Santa beard or grow a permanent reindeer antlers. I'm going to go with the reindeer antlers because it's not specifying how big they necessarily have to be. So maybe I could just hide them with with like a hat, but that beard. I don't I don't like facial hair very much like on a partner. So I don't think I'd ever want it on my face. I think that'd drive me up a wall. I actually didn't know that about you. I, well, it's funny because I didn't realize that until I dated someone that had, like, that grew facial hair really easily. So he would, like, shave and then it was a situation where by the end of the day there'd be a little bit of stubble. It just honestly started hurting, like, a lot. I would, I would, my upper lip was exfoliated <laughs> constantly. Mm. So I think it just got to a point where I just didn't like it. In that sense. It's not that I can't appreciate the look that facial hair can give. I think some people can pull off like a beard or a mustache or whatever very, very well. And I think that sometimes facial hair can make someone 10 times more attractive than without. I just personally, I don't, I don't like the stubble factor. It hurts. That's interesting. No, I totally agree on the whole like uh, stubble hurting. But for me, it's like a, a threshold. So... The five o'clock shadow hurts, mm-hmm. but beyond that, it doesn't. I know what you mean, but that's interesting because I only like men with facial hair. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, like, like that New Year's, I made out with some hot mechanic with a beard. Yeah, did, I don't remember that. Yeah, and then he followed me around. Yeah, that did happen to us that night. There were a couple guys that really were excited that we were talking with them i remember that so would you rather grow the reindeer antlers yeah would you rather work as a mall santa for the rest of your life or become the real santa and have to live in the north pole that's that's a hard one i think i'd rather be the real santa i think that'd be kind of magical like if you were the real santa i feel like you would get the christmas spirit you know you wouldn't be so 
bah humbug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'd also switch. I'd also switch it up. Like instead of bringing kids useless gifts, I would actually like bring them like resources and food and and yeah, stuff. yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page on that. Okay, cool. Would you rather have the elf on the shelf be alive? Ooh. <laughs> or have Santa actually in your bedroom watching you sleep at night. Elf on the shelf be alive. Dear God. Yeah, I'd just kill the elf. Or you just wouldn't buy one. Oh, that too. Yeah. No, that's a, that, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you rather reach into your stocking to find a dead mouse or reach into your stocking to find a live mouse? Live mouse. I want a mouse. Yeah, I feel like mice aren't necessarily inclined to just automatically bite. So yeah, it might scare the crap out of you if you reached your hand in and felt something wriggling around. But then you'd have a pet. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's cute. And like field, you know, like field mice and like little mice are, are cute. Yeah, and they don't usually bite. Like initially, that's not their first reaction. Mm-hmm. Would you rather star in a remake of Home Alone or star in a remake of Elf? Elf. I think it'd be so fun. Really? I think it'd be hilarious to interact with Will Ferrell as a grown adult elf, yes. No, I would rather do Home Alone. I want to be... Which one? Like, I don't care. Whichever. I mean, New York is cool because then you get the hotel and you get uh, What's-His-Face, the one who's in Rocky Horror. So so I guess New York Home Alone. I, I don't care if I'm the kid Home Alone or if I'm somebody assisting the kid or even if I'm trying to rob the kid. I don't care. I want to be a part of it. For some reason, I picture you as the lady in the park with the pigeons. You know what? Me too. That's immediately <laughs> what I thought as well. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I think it's sweet. You have a little, like, turtle dove. And you live with a bunch of birds. And I'm homeless. Well, you live above a church. And I'm homeless. <laughs> But you save the kid's life, you know? That, that's true. I was part of the solution, not part of the problem. So that, that, yeah, you're right. Okay. Would you rather spend eight hours untangling Christmas lights or be forced to have the Christmas lights on your home spell out, I'm a big idiot? Well, I have spent eight hours untangling Christmas lights, so it can't be that bad the second time. Depending on... What else I could occupy myself with of the eight hours of untangling? Like, could I watch a movie while I was doing it? That would probably mm. determine my answer because the idea of untangling, I hate that more than most things in life. Oh, see, I was always like the certified untangler for everything in the house. I know. I used to give you my tangled necklaces. Yeah, so I, I'm fine with it. You know, it's like whatever. It's like tying your shoes. You know, it's just something you have to do. Would you rather have a red light-up nose like Rudolph or be trapped inside the body of a reindeer? Probably have a red light-up nose. I do not want to be a reindeer. I, I don't know. Reindeer are cool. I kind of like the idea. Like, I, I don't understand the whole being trapped inside the body of a reindeer. Like, if it's my human body trapped inside <laughs> the stomach of a reindeer, no. That sounds like a horror movie. Uh, but if it's, like, my spirit going into a reindeer, like, I'm cool living as a reindeer. Like, that sounds nice. It's like, yeah, Freaky Friday, but into a reindeer. 
yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'd be fine being a reindeer. Like, that sounds peaceful. And, like, they're herd animals, so I'd get to hang out with other reindeer and, like, live in some cold mountainous region. Would you rather wrap a perfectly cube-shaped gift and have the pattern on the wrapping paper line up perfectly or take a bite of a warm sugar cookie? I hate sugar cookies with all my heart, so I'd rather wrap the paper right. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I Maybe if it was a chocolate chip cookie, I'd feel differently. Yeah, I love chocolate. Chocolate chip cookies are my absolute favorite in the whole world, but sugar cookies are disgusting. I hate them so much. I don't really like them much either. Well, there's one thing we agree on. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh, man. All right. None of that. Would you rather have a Christmas tree decorated with just taxidermied rats or have a tree decorated with just pictures of Guy Fieri's face? That's a toughie. That's a, that's a weird one. Don't know how I feel about that. Um, the rats thing might attract bugs. Uh, so I'd rather do the Guy Fieri's face because I feel like that's just weird and funny. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that could be like a funny joke. Okay, would you rather never hear Christmas music again or be forced to listen to Paul McCartney's wonderful Christmas time 10 times every day forever? I know your answer. I know your answer. I would not mind hearing his song 10 times every day forever because I could not live without the joy that Christmas music brings me. Even though I only listen to it starting on the day after Thanksgiving to the new year and it's only like about a month and a few days worth of time, every year brings me so much joy and I already know your answer. Yeah, I mean, that's like the best case scenario i never want to hear christmas music again (laughs) (laughs) you're like this is great actually yeah like there's no there's no downside there and that is the end yay look at us yay i participated you did great jess thank y'all okay well i guess that brings us to the end of our holiday edition of coffee talk thank you all for joining us and whatever holiday that you celebrate if you celebrate a holiday in the month of december we wish you a happy one and a healthy one and a safe one so with that we are done with episode seven if you like the merch and if you like the holiday merch i am also uh, a Etsy seller and I have some new printed tees of my personal uh, ink pen drawings Ooh. some photography for digital download on there so uh, it's Sweeter Moments Art uh, that's the profile so it's just Sweeter Moments Art and if you like my work you can find more of it there And that might make a really good gift for a family member or friend that you still don't know what to get for. Yeah, I like that. Well, happy holidays, everyone. And I think our next episode will come right around the new year. So we will see you in the new year. Thank you for hanging out with Coffee Talk. 
Cover art is by our very own Jesse and Kat. Theme music is by Spencer Thutt. Background music is produced under Creative Commons. Coffee Talk is an independent podcast supported by two struggling 20-somethings. So we shamelessly beg our listeners to support the podcast by subscribing to our Patreon or donating through our website, coffeetalkpod.com. Talk to you soon. Bye.